The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. The world needs more love and so do you. Everyone without fail is searching to be content, to experience joy and be at peace. That's the flavor of love. That's the teaching of this show. Join us now for The Prophet of Love live on W4CY Radio and together we will discover the most beautiful and powerful energy in existence, love. Welcome, and here's your host, D.M. Duffield. Hello, and welcome to America, um, or welcome to American people. Um, thank you for having me, and thank you for coming back to listen to me. Um, it is always my pleasure to be hosting a radio show in the U.S., and uh, particularly American people, um, because you have the qualities, really, that I think that are open to uh, this kind of the nature of these kind of talks, which is self-development, consciousness, love, um, and positive self-worth. Last week's show, we spoken about uh, the idea of self-worth, um, and I said that I would dedicate many of the shows to this topic because it's such an important issue, um, especially when you're when you're considering the idea of trying to go back to. Um, or reconnect with the higher self, um, for want of a better word, the higher self, or love, or the being, or life itself, as I would prefer to call it. In order for you to reconnect and feel the the wonder of that and experience the gifts of that, uh, most of us have to kind of go through what a teacher had said years ago, um, the depths of hell meaning that you have to kind of go through the layers of the suffering that you've collected. And that can be, you know, depression, anxiety, anger, fear of the future, regret of the past, guilt. And one of the biggest things uh, among those issues uh, would be self-worth. And it certainly seems to be now uh, the kind of the number one topic um, in all of us, and especially in my experience as a um, psychologist and a therapist and a public speaker. Um, but also when you look at children today, a lot of the children are actually growing up now with this idea of self-worth being uh, prominent with them. And they're comparing themselves a lot on social media. There's been a hell of a lot of issues around suicide with, with stuff like that. And uh, even with me, with my own daughter, you know, even recently she was kind of, she's nine years of age and she was starting to watch what she was eating in fact wanting to starve herself um, and I had no idea where that came from but not just that my own experience growing up which is what I've mentioned last week and many weeks uh, that one of the biggest issues I had was a th this idea of self-worth and the reason why it creates so much disturbance is because it, the, the the mind where this uh, self-worth comes from because it's the mind that's actually judging the self the mind says I'm not as good as that person or 
I am not good because uh, I haven't got a great job or I'm not good because I did this behavior. I'm not good because I'm an addict. All of these things, right? So you've got the thought in the head, which is judging this thing called I, right? So there's kind of two separate entities going on. There's the thing called I, then there's the thing that's judging it, right? So my job is here on this show and in, in, in the area that I work in is to get you to understand how to dissolve the mind or how to transcend the mind so that the mind is no longer a separate entity. And all you have then is I being being or life or consciousness or love. And then you just experience the beauty of the being and there's no mind then telling you I'm not good enough or comparing you with other people. This is just one tiny facet of self-worth but believe me when you really go into this subject you, you, you'll see how self-worth go, runs into things like uh, uh, a workaholic, um, people that are obsessed with money or status or even religion. Like I lived in the Middle East in Egypt for many years. Okay. And when I looked at religion, when I looked at um, Muslim people there, and it's not just Muslim, it's many religions. What I saw was that the reason why there seemed to be such a contradiction between people's behavior in terms of uh, following God and then doing awful things, uh, and that being a contradiction to God was not because of God itself or, or the religion itself. It's because people had identified with the religion because it gave a greater sense of self-worth. And this is called group identity, which is one of the areas that I studied in psychology. It's group identity. You join a group because it gives you a greater sense of self-worth. Right. So, And then you can see how you can get gang crime because youths, teenagers uh, will join gangs because it gives them a greater sense of self-worth. Right, This comes into many, many areas. It's actually such a huge topic and it will be covered uh, many times over different uh, shows. But today, uh, what we're actually going to do is uh, we, we have a guest um, and uh, is actually a very interesting guest and he has a wealth of knowledge in many different areas of consciousness and uh, being and love uh, and uh, um, self-development. I read a lot of his stuff and actually he, he's quite the expert in this field and he's very interesting. Um, and I think he will actually go on to talk a lot about this area too, um, the self. Um, so... I think without further ado, because I can, I have a habit of going on and on and on, and I could keep going on like Ariston, uh, I'm actually going to uh, bring the guest in and allow him to speak for himself. And let's see if we can have an interesting discussion on all this. So, um, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thank hello, you. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. Would you just uh, will you just introduce your name again? I know you told me it before, but forgive <laughs> me. <laughs> no problem. My name is uh, Eliyahu Gian. I know it's a difficult uh, name uh, to say to pronounce. You know, Eliyahu. Eliyahu. Eliyahu that's yes. it. Yes. So, Eliyahu, uh, welcome first of all to the Prophet of Love. Um, we're honoured to have you here. I'm honored to be with you guys. I mean, uh, I was so enjoy from your introduction. I want to keep keep listening. It's oh, 
Thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to hear that because you don't, you know, sometimes uh, you often don't get people uh, telling you these things. People are writing questions, but it, it's hard to gauge how, whether people really enjoy listening. So it's lovely to hear you say that. Thank you. Of course. Eliahu, would you, um, and, you know, reading a lot of your stuff, you, you really have a wealth of knowledge in this area that I that I talk about, not just self-worth, but consciousness um, about love, about, uh, I remember reading the things that you wrote about um, good and bad events. Now, I would have given talks and actually I had a, a few weeks ago a guest on talking about uh, the fact that good and bad events are, are actually in, uh, the same, that they're there to teach you. So to me, I, I seem to have a lot in common with you. Um, so I think this show is going to be a very, very interesting show. So would, would you just give us a little bit of a, a rundown about your background first for, uh, for the listeners? Okay, I'm basically um, uh, a spiritual uh, coach or whatever people. Everybody, everybody call me a different name. So, uh, <laughs> I, wear, I wear a different hat for different needs of people. And bottom line, I'm... Uh, helping people to reach to their inner power and reach yes. their ultimate goal, which I believe the ultimate goal of every human being is to be happy in the end of the day. Yes. You know, there's no other goal. I mean, there is different tools to get there, but it's one goal. I mean, if you're yes. looking for any other things than happiness, I, I believe, again, this is my opinion, you might be looking for fake happiness, but the true happiness that we all need to find you know, has to come through some work. And and I love what, what you were starting with, the self-worth thing. You know, I, I love I love that. Uh, I'm looking at it in a different way. Uh, the self-worth, there is a self-worth that more belong in a, an emergency room and there is a self-worth that you have to do on a daily basis. What do I mean by that? Sometimes you have to develop your self-worth when you're really going down, when you're not doing well. But the true essence of self-worth, as you say before, has to come to some work, has to come to some difficulty. Unfortunately, uh, we're experiencing a lot of people right now that are going through a difficult time, that they're falling apart. They don't have enough of that uh, power to handle the pain because they don't believe that in the end of this tunnel there is actually light. In the end of that yes. uh, negative journey that we're going through, there is light, there is goodness yes. that, that wait for you. And what what is the negative things has to be in your life? It's actually the biggest gift that you can have because it's the self-development will not happen from good moment. The self-development yes. will happen from, unfortunately, not a great moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you meet the wrong people, the wrong people in the wrong time, this is the best time of your life because you're growing if you deal with it well. And you're falling if you're not dealing with it well. But when you go into perfect time that everybody puts some like on your Facebook, uh, Instagram, yes. all this, and you say, oh, my God, I got some 4,000 likes. I'm in the head. <laughs> this is not, um, you're not right. building yourself. You're building but, your Exactly. <laughs> because then the next minute, so how do you know it's not true happiness? Because the next minute, then when they don't like it, it disappears. Whereas true happiness doesn't disappear. It's there. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, true, true happiness, true happiness is coming from within. There's nobody yes. who can make you happy. Nobody also can make you sad. But we believe if somebody hurt our feeling, then it's their fault. And we judge them. And then we judge ourselves that because we cry and it's catch 22. Yes. But the truth of the matter is, sometimes we need the self-worth. What When I work with my people, 
I said, sometimes you need the surfboard in the meantime until you build yourself up. Yes, yes. Just speak nice to yourself, tell good things to yes. yourself, <laughs> yourself. That's the first stage. Yes, but that's it wonderful. It, yeah. it, 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 I don't believe we, we can do it all day long because the self-worth will not come just with words. You have to overcome no. something. When you but overcome, you know, you know yeah. something, with just, just to interrupt you, because it was such a brilliant point that you just made that there you're the first teacher that I've met actually or that I've listened to that's actually kind of said that there are stages because in the beginning like when I started uh, say 20 years ago I needed to uh, there was the, I had to build on self-worth because I literally hated myself right so I had to have positive positive affirmations but so then in the end what happens is you you go into your true nature well I went into the the true nature and this idea of self-worth disappears because what what ends up being is just this this joy of of energy that's inside you the light the you know you could call it god realization or consciousness um and so self-worth then kind of just there's no more affirmations needed but you're the first person i that i've listened to that's actually said that this is this is beautiful that that we we agree on that and hopefully one day we're gonna build a large group of people that we can guide and help them yes. to, on a good journey uh, because because right now with all the corona disease you know people are going to panic I'm getting phone call from New York Chicago London Middle East everywhere there is yeah. panic right now there is a panic in the world right now with the fear of death or fear of getting sick or fear of the unknown. Yes. And the idea, the idea that, that I believe, you know, that the last um, um, client who called me just before you, you know, the way I address it, I, I said, you know, the word Corona, you know, if you, if you, I mean, it's come from the word crown. And um, from a point of spirituality, there is 10 dimension. And the highest dimension is called crown. It's the highest dimension. Yes. Meaning, meaning what? Meaning if you go, you talk about the Middle East, you know, one of the ancient languages, the Hebrew language. And in the Hebrew language, the core, core comes from the word of freezing or cold. And right now, society find a secret way how to be away from each other. We become a professional loner. You know, we have our own computer, our own iPad, iPhone. Uh, we, 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 we basically train ourselves in such a beautiful way, and uh, to my opinion, negative way, uh, that we can be away from each other. And we find all the excuses are not to be uh, connect to human beings. Yes. And, and it's almost like we get, I don't want to be negative, but what we wish for, everybody covering the mouse, everybody's away from each other, nobody want to go on the airplane. We are distanced from each other for the wrong reason now. Before yes. we were distanced from each other from more, I, I would like to call it the ego reason. I mean, I want to have my identity alone in the room yes. and whatever I want, Netflix taking care of it right now, Amazon, everybody will serve me to the level, how can I be alone.com? Yes. And that's, that's <laughs> what's going on. You know, and that's what's going on. I mean, if you go to the 70s, uh, uh, you know, people were different. We were looking out to be together with people. It was no phone. It was not even a beeper then. So we were looking to be together. It was, how can I be part of together? Right now, people get together for something that they have to, I don't know, church, synagogue, yes. mosque. You know, you have to, so you're going. And I believe, and I would like to share this message, you know, as I share in my book, you know, the unity of humanity is a necessity. Regardless, Absolutely. 
different religion, different color of the skin. It's a necessity. We must find a way to connect, to connect. And the people who bother you and the people that you can stand sometimes, actually, they are the one who are going to give birth to your inner self. They are the one who are going to give birth to, to, for you to accept accept yourself. If you only perfect people all day long, you're not growing. Something is off. You know, something is not working. You got to meet some challenges that going to give birth to your self-worth ability and then you will be able to love yourself. That, that's exactly. what I Exactly. And the, th- and the point is also that uh, the reason why I called the show The Prophet of Love um, is because when you actually do connect with your inner being, um, when you've transcended these layers of suffering and fears and anxieties that, that, that life and challenges bring up, essentially then when there is this purity of love you this love which resonates inside you gives out to all things then it doesn't differentiate between race or sex or age or country or you know or or status or money or nothing the person sweeping the street is as important as uh, as the person uh, running the 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 government and this this is why, and I, I read it in one of the things that you had actually wrote, which was, I, I wrote it down and it said, you transform the world by loving themselves, which is 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 so profoundly important because really that's what we have to do. Once we feel that love within ourselves, we can't help but express that love to all things because that's the true nature of being. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and, if, if people can imagine, I don't know how many people meditate on a daily basis, but if a person just goes sometimes outside and try to imagine, try just to imagine that the four existence of being, which is minerals, vegetables, animals, and human, they're all whispering the same frequency of I love you toward you. Yes. you if you can actually hear it. You know, it, it helped a little bit first thing in the morning. The, you understand the frequency of this universe. There is a certain frequency. We believe there is a certain frequency to the universe. And the universe is basically telling you how much the universe loves you. Yes. When, when you're not capable of feeling it, something when you're doing, when you're going down, is only because your frequency is not open for that type of frequency. If you're yes. busy hating yourself or feeling victim for something that didn't work, it's not that you're wrong. You absolutely have the right to be angry. You have the right to be upset. You have the right to be a victim even. You have the right to do whatever you want. Yes. But remember that there is endless amount of love coming toward you to, let's imagine, some pipes of energy. And those pipes of energy deliver the love to you. It's not necessarily mean that you're going to get it. Because if you are not available is like I'm calling you and you're not available you're not going to answer the phone exactly when you're when you're too engaged in mind and and all mind is accepted in all the talks that we give all these things are accepted they're they're a part of evolving they're a part of moving to different stages but I think eventually when when you begin to become aware of the mind and not so attached to it that there there, there becomes a space between the be the watcher and this thing that, that that keeps coming in with different thoughts. And so then you can, when, when there's the watcher, you can decide then to, like you said, in the morning, you can actually freely connect with listening to the birds, which is 
love, which is enjoying the sunshine, which is love, which is listening to the wind, which is love. And you, and it, it's, it's, it's profoundly amazing because it, it is actually experienced as love, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, everything, everything, around, even if somebody, even somebody get angry with you, let, let's try to understand it. I mean, I'm not a psychologist in your level. I only have, I can only offer my experience of many years with working yes. with of people and I, I can tell you that even if somebody is not into you or they don't yes. like you or they hate you or they speak not nice to you yeah if you will be able to hear and I did some workshop with people that uh, felt you know that negative words affect them in a bad way and I'm, I'm with them on that and I'm with them on the pain but there is two type of personality the one who want to move on and the one who want to stay there for 30 years and being a victim.com and uh, misery.com and all those dot com yes. miserable love company. And the idea is, are you willing to move to the place that's called the chamber of love? Are you willing to move to a chamber where there is flow of love and kindness? And if you are, then you've got to find a way to forgive those people. Because yes. if you can't forgive people, you basically get stuck on, 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 on planet Earth. It's almost like in the old days when you take a hot air balloon. You, you got to let go of those uh, sack of sand if you want to fly. Now, if you stay on the floor and you say, how oh, come I'm on the floor? What's going on with my life? It's yeah. let go. Yeah. You, you got to let <laughs> the other thing is, if you're unable to let other people go because of their imperfections, then you will also be unable to let yourself go. Yes. And that's where then, the, you know, the real self-worth issues will come in because you'll be, you'll, you'll be not only condemning other people because they didn't do this or they did that or they didn't, didn't yeah. jump through that hoop or yeah. they expressed anger at that moment because we can't help it most of the time, right? But then the, 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 the judgment uh, mindset then turns in on the host and the next time you do something that uh, con condemnation then will turn in on you and you also then won't be able to forgive yourself yeah that's beautiful that's beautiful whatever whatever happened with your reflection outside will happen with you exactly whatever come first I don't know it starts with you and then them or it starts yes. then you and I, I believe in a, in a very magical way that sometimes the people who, who can't stand us and they don't like us and they speak not nice to us that's and and I, again not everybody will agree with that that's their way to say i love you to us but again i'm not <laughs> yeah. here to convince i'm not here to convince everybody on that but it's so profound and deep that when people love you they bother by you if they bother by you they sometimes say something like please love me more than you love me now and yeah. that's really what I look at people that get upset with me or they don't like something I say, it's okay because they actually say, can I have more attention? And yes. if we can hear that type of frequency and language, we can make a difference. We can bring peace to the world. We can bring people together. The, 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 the reason there is no peace in the world is because, because of one, one and only one single reason, it's fear insecurity yes. and fear we are afraid of each other we insecure yes. from one another and that's that's why we are you know distant from our one another you know and yes. uh, we gotta remove that fear and I, I i don't believe religion is the problem or the money is the problem no, exactly. uh, this is just the effect i mean people looking to religion when they have fear people yes. look money when they have fear but the cause the, the roots of all evil to my opinion again is is the fear within the soul 
that was given to us also as a gift. Because yes. once you overcome a certain fear, you discover love. Love is, is, is the yes. reward of you overcoming something. That's the beauty about love. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the going a little bit deeper then, I think that the, the, the fear resonates from uh, the fear of being hurt. Like you don't fear anything if it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. You know, nice. it's, the, it's the fear of being hurt and you stop hurting really when you don't take these things personal, when you really understand that as within, so without, that the person that is saying or not liking you, and let's face it, we don't, we shouldn't expect to be liked by everyone. You know, the, the person that's not liking you or saying bad things about you um, is also themselves suffering in their own way. And it happened to be that you crossed their path. Yeah. And there is there is a connection. But also the wonderful thing about that, uh, uh, and on that note, we'll go for a break. But the wonderful thing about that is if something does cause pain, that's your greatest lesson. That's where you need to look. Why did I react to that in pain? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can choose either to be reactive or to be creative. You can be reactive or creative. It's your choice if you want to be reactive. That's mean that you actually say whatever I'm going through, that's a reality. If you not react to it and you choose to be creative, come up with new idea, then that reality or whatever you call a reality disappear because it's not that you're ignoring it, you're not reacting to it. So whatever bothers us, whatever that pain that we're going through, pain is not always bad. I mean, look at us, we're going to the dentist, we have some pain, we let the dentist drill into our gum, drill into our some put some screw and in the end we pay with our own money for that pain it's just unbelievable here we go oh, yeah. god i hate the dentist right listen uh, <laughs> i am going to uh bring us to a break and uh, when we come back um i, I want to ask you a question uh, that i read uh on your profile and it was um the, I, I loved this. Uh, millionaire is a state of mind, not how much money you earn. So before you answer that, don't run in and answer it now. Um, I just loved that. And I, I, I would like you just to explain that because I think it's a really important uh, concept. So uh, without further ado, I'll see you all in a minute. Okay. 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 Bye-bye. Wow, that was some great information. But wait, there's more. First, let's take a quick break. The world needs more love, and so do you. Stay tuned. The Prophet of Love on W4CY Radio will be right back with more love you won't want to miss. The most powerful journey you can make is that of love. The laws of love, the gift, is that journey. All the cravings and you're still hungry. All the desires and you're still thirsty. What you yearn for is not in this world. It is in you. Now it's time to buy the number one book, Laws of Love, the Gift, by psychology expert, author, radio host, and international speaker, Donna Duffield. Love is the answer. Love is the key. Laws of Love, the gift is all you need. Go to www.lawsoflove.ie for your copy now. Also available at Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com.
The world needs more love, and so do you. We are back. It's time for more love from the Prophet of Love on W4CY Radio. Here's your host, DM Duffield. Hello, and welcome back. Um, uh, so, as we were leaving, I, I said that I wanted our guest to talk about the this concept of the billionaire as a state of mind, not just how much money you earn. And I think the importance of that is. Um, when I first saw your title, what was the title of your book? Um, the Laughing Billionaire. The yeah, laughing that, was, billionaire. that was it. And I was like, oh, no, not, we're not talking about money again. And and then I began, to, then I read what you meant by that. And that's where I was like, wow, that it's such a wonderful way of putting into context this idea about being uh, rich and famous and having high status, all of these kind of material things, which are lovely in their own right, but... They're, uh, they're misconstrued quite a lot of the time as being uh, the idea of what happiness uh, means, which it's not. We all know that uh, that when what, you know money is not going to give me happiness, it's, it's going to give me pleasure, but there's a difference. So yeah. when I read what you said, that statement, I, I was just kind of floored by it because I loved how you described that, that you can have a, a, a billionaire mind or state of being um, without actually having the external uh, billionaire money in the pocket. So c- can you just say something about that, please? I'd love to hear. Of course. Uh, of course. I mean, in the first chapter of the book, uh, um, I'm, I'm talking about desire. The first chapter of the book, I'm talking about desire. And there is two levels of desire. There's desire because I want to have something because I don't have it, or I want to have it because there is so much of it. Meaning what? Meaning you look at life in a in different POV, different point of view. You know, one point of view, you look at it like, uh, I don't have food, how can I get food? And the yes. other way is, is there is so much food, can I have some? And when we are starting looking at life in a different aspect, you know, it's, it's changes. We, we start uh, functioning differently. Because when you're coming from a place of lack, when we're coming from a place of need or we don't have love, we're so needy. I see a lot of people going on a date. They, they're so needy and they expect to find the perfect person. Usually if you are very needy, you're going to end up with a needy partner and you're going to be in a needy relationship with a needy child. You know, because the neediness was not being fixed. You got to fix the desire first. And once you fix that, then you get what I call in the book, to the laughing billionaire consciousness, which is not about the money or the private jet or the fame and all this and that. I mean, I've been with many people who are super wealthy or super famous and coaching them, helping them. And I've been with people who cannot even money to eat and they are in the street. So I, I coach so many type of people. And the truth of the matter is, in the end of the day, we are all people and what makes somebody uh, in a higher level is happiness. If you're capable of finding yes. happiness, you basically penetrate that levels of of being wealthy. You know, and I'm, it, it's not my wisdom. It's actually some wisdom that exists 2,000 years ago in, uh, in a, a book that's called Ethics of the Father, written by a group of Tanaim. They were a group of uh, uh, people that wrote the Mishnah. And in their... And in that place, they talk about who is a rich person. You know, the rich person is a person who basically capable, capable to connect to fulfillment all the time. 
We gotta find how we can connect to a fulfillment, not that we connect to what we don't have. And many times somebody has his private jet and he's lending and we spend time together, but still the internal is not being fulfilled. Yes. He, has, he has all the money to fill up the void that existed from the time he was or she was born. Yes. But that void cannot be fulfilled with physical things. I think people have the wrong idea about physicality. You know, you're buying a house. It doesn't mean that house turned to be a home. You know, home is a feeling. I, yes. you, can, you cannot translate physical fulfillment into something emotional. The emotions that call happiness has to come from a different place. It cannot come from a physical place. As yes. you said before, yes, money can buy us pleasure. Money can buy us things that make us happy, but money cannot make us happy. Money yes. is a tool. It's a wonderful tool. You can get a better seat on the airplane, better, <laughs> you know, and all this. But how many times we see people sitting in the first class getting yes. a luxury hotel and all this, and they're miserable, miserable. Yes. They, they're not happy. And then we go in the back of the airplane where the party takes place. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Everybody just happy. In the middle seat, you got two, uh, I don't know, uh, big guys uh, from a football field sitting yeah. next to you. You're in the middle, and you can hardly move your arm. Uh, yeah. You try to explain your point, but they're falling asleep and snoring. <laughs> and you, you're just happy. Now, you tell yeah. me where this happiness came from. It's not from the yeah. money. It's not from the fame. It's not from anything. Yeah. So happiness is a core energy that has to be developed by us finding fulfillment in everything. There is so much more that the universe wants to give you. Yes. So now ask for it, but don't look at it. I'm so lonely and miserable and I don't have anything. Yes. How can I have it? It doesn't matter the amount of money. When I meet a person who has $4 billion to their name, they say, how come I don't have 10? If I meet yes. a person who's famous, they say, how come I'm not famous as her or as yes. he? It's never enough because you always connect to your lack. And the lack is like a black hole. It's never going to be fulfilled. It's a void. But when you connect to fulfillment, that's a joy. That's yeah. a joy of life. So that's in the in the first chapter of the book. You guys can read it. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful chapter to explain that. And I always tell people after you read the first chapter, please don't move to the second and the third. Just stay there for a week or two. Absolutely. Yes. And that's how, even with the books that I write, that's how I'd always teach somebody that I always actually, I rewrote one of the books in order to give an idea about how to read these books. It could be any book. It could be yours or mine, or it could be the Bible, or it could be The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. It could be the Tao Te Ching. It could be anything, but it's to, you, you can't just read these things uh, uh, sentence for sentence, chapter to chapter. You must actually read it, contemplate it, and study it for quite, and allow its energy to work in you. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only way, you know, you take it seriously, because you got to take yourself seriously. If you cannot take yourself seriously, then, then what's left? I mean, uh, that's... Well, the, I think the point is if everybody wants to be happy and I think we've got enough knowledge now to know that happiness is not external anymore. You know, it's not just a cliche happiness begins within anymore, which it used to be just people were just kind of saying that flippantly. But now, you know, the, the whole world is in a state of 
uh, unhappiness. Um, and, you know, that we're having weather formations now, which are bizarre, creating more destruction. We're having these viruses and diseases coming around. We have this self-worth affecting the young people. It's like the whole world is actually in this state of unhappiness. But the wonderful thing about that is it's only when you get to that state that you really start asking the right question, which is, hang on a minute, I've done everything I can to, to get happiness outside of me, and it's not working, I'm still empty. Yeah. So where do it only leaves one place to go, and that's inside. Yeah, I mean, but try, let, let's try to understand the people who believe still money can bring them happiness. The one who make the money realize that's not the way to go, but they have to play the game because they're yes. too to change. So yes. by the age of 68, they earn two billion, and now they can't change. What are you going to say to people? I was wrong about money. They are now star of the money, so they want to stay on that stage. They can't get off the stage if they're yes. not brave enough. They didn't build themselves from inside. So the only thing that defines them is actually the amount of money they make. And Absolutely. that's pretty sad. That's very yes. sad. Other that, that's um, self-worth, though, isn't it? You just mentioned the, worth, the, 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 the term that define themselves by that. Their self-worth, the value of who they are is connected with that. Yeah, it's very difficult to change. I mean, and, and the earning, the earning process, you know, the earning process is what makes us happy, not receiving what we want. And think about it, somebody born beautiful, smart, and rich. It's very difficult to earn anything, you know, because people want you either for your money, either for your beauty, either for your wisdom, or either for your money. If you got them all, you got a problem. Everybody wanted me that, but you got a problem because you can't earn anything. I was working in a rehab in Florida for two years and many, many rehabs between uh, Palm Beach all the way to Miami. And when I was meeting with the people, a lot of the people who fall into addiction, unfortunately, were people gorgeous, smart, rich, capable. They have all the gift that the human being will dream about, yes. but they never earn it. And when you don't earn something, you don't have the capability to fly. It's almost like I'm gonna try to cut uh, uh, a butterfly out of the cocoon and I'm not, allowing the butterfly to develop the wings and spread them and fly. Yes. So you, when you get a free ride, uh, it's not that you're cheating the system, you're cheating yourself because you never get a chance to grow. If you want a chance to grow, and I always tell parents, you know, one of the biggest thing you can do with children is give them independence or teach them independence. Yes. And, and independence is the one thing that people that we love not get from us. We don't want to give independence to people we love. You know, because we, 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 are, we have codependency, meaning we are to each other and we don't want to let them go. And that's sad and, 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 and understand. I mean, I, I'm a parent. I have three kids. So I understand that it's not, yes. not the easy thing. So we are enabling our children and we give them whatever they want because we believe that now we, we, we feel our self-worth as a parent, as a giver is come to fruition. They self-worth, they feel happy that they get the bicycle, the car, or the house. Yeah. Everybody seems to be happy, but no, nobody's happy there. No, you know, it's, no it's, yeah. It's just an addiction of fulfilling what I don't have. And that's yeah. why I say billionaire uh, 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 lifestyle has to come from a place that there is so much more in the universe. And you just have to ask for it and have it, but you're going to earn it. If you don't earn everything in your life, then you don't have an appreciation and gratitude. And when you don't have the appreciation and gratitude, it's not because you're a bad person. It's just you can't. 
because you never accomplish anything. So yeah. if you cannot accomplish something, uh, what do you want? I mean, how do you want to be happy? Happy about what? Happy yeah. that, that you were in the right person at the right time and you stole $1.5 billion? Then you will be rich and you will be famous, but you're not going to be happy because you never build anything to do with yourself. And exactly. The- that, and that, you know, I, it, it reminds me of my trip to... Uh, uh, or even the, the the saying, it's not the destination, it's the journey. You know, when when I went, and, and that's what you were saying a minute ago, it's not actually having the money in the bank, it was the journey that it took, it was the challenges that you were faced, it was how many times you were knocked down and you got back up, it was how many times your self-worth was challenged and you refused to give up. Right? This is what actually then makes the enjoyment, but it, it wasn't really in the end about the money in the bank. And for me, uh, last year or the year before, I went to base camp Mount Everest and uh, did the trekking there. And wow. it it was 21 days. It was grueling work. It was very hard. The altitude was severe. Uh, and I went in winter. I went in December. So it was very cold, uh, very challenging. And I'm actually very fit. But what I actually... I went for a spiritual journey and I went alone. I just had a guide uh, and the whole way through, everybody's talking about Mount Everest, getting to Mount Everest, seeing Mount Everest. But in actual fact, I got to Mount Everest, the base camp of Mount Everest. I was there for five minutes and I headed back. It was nothing to do with Mount Everest. It was all to do with the whole way through, the the waking up and it was minus 25 and my water was frozen. You know, it was to do with being up at five in the morning and knowing I had seven hours of a trip and, um, and two minutes of walking seemed like hell on earth because of altitude <laughs> and getting over that and refusing to give up, you know. <laughs> That's what it was about. When I got to Mount Everest, I was like, okay, lovely. Let's head back. <laughs> you, you are amazing. You are amazing. I mean, the way you describe it, it's unbelievable. I hope everybody can hear that. This is unbelievable. That they're going to Mount Everest is not the Mount Everest. It's you and your journey and you overcome yeah. what you need. Wow, this, I love it. I love it. You know? Thank you. Can, <laughs> Can you just, because I know we've, we, we, we have about eight minutes left. So I would love to hear one thing because your, your, your wisdom is profound. I have to say it's so refreshing to listen to you. You really have a good in-depth knowledge of all things. And uh, I, I love hearing that. It's not very often really that you, that you can listen to people uh, that have such wisdom. Um, there's just always one thing I, I would like to ask. And it was how did you... What was your journey? What instigated my, my journey, your search? My my search, my journey. Um, I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, I like to give some ego to myself, but I can't. <laughs> uh, I cannot because it just happened. Uh, it just I was. I, I don't want to say I was chosen because that sounds too too ego center, but uh, it was. I was just born to a situation, to my family that happened to be a family who deal with mystical power and stuff like that. And I was curious about it. And What do you mean mystical power? Tell us that. Mystical power that has to do with uh, like telling the future, doing yeah. uh, palm and face reading, uh, you know, like reading people's uh, by looking at their face, by looking at their hand. Um, astrological reading, tarot card, um, being able to go uh, inside your soul, talking to the death in the other side, you know, wow. things, that, things that 
it's not happening normally in the family. So I was exposed to that. I didn't think much of that. I didn't. Actually, I make fun of that all my life. And embarrassingly, I found myself liking it as I'm growing up. And I was embarrassed to say, because it wasn't cool to say in age 17, yes. that's like stuff which are a little bit spiritual or mystical, because you look weird, you know, you try to yes. go out with a girl. I mean, <laughs> and you try to talk like everybody else, because if you don't sound normal, nobody will talk to you. So it was, it was weird to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you find out that there is more people like you, and it makes me happy. Uh, wow. I said, wow, I didn't know there is other people on this planet that talk this language and uh, and you know you start meeting people and when you start meeting people you start uh, reading I read a lot of books I listened to a lot of tape I listened to a lot of audios and then I find myself helping so many people uh, I become famous because I start helping a lot of celebrity and a lot of uh, uh, wealthy people and because of that you know people start calling me not because I am who I am, I think. It's because who I was taken care of. So it started like that. And then I find myself as a single, around 25 years old, start traveling the world. I was very young then and start coaching people, which I try to tell them, listen, I'm very young. I don't have that much experience. I only have information and knowledge. And I'm not sure I can help. But if yeah. you want to listen, I, I will talk. And then I find myself, you know, keep growing with that. And... Uh, uh, one of my favorite things that I did many years ago was when I was in Florida, when I was living in Boca Raton, uh, I, I volunteers in uh, many rehab. And that's when I started working with psychiatrists and psychologists, uh, because at that time I was believing very strongly about spirituality, which then I developed myself to the next level to believe in mental, physical, and spiritual in the same time. You cannot yes. just be spiritually. Yes. Uh, you have to take care of the mental being. You have yes. to take care of your physical body. And when I realized that, you know, it changed a lot of things in my life. It was about 10, 11 years ago, which until then I was a very famous uh, spiritual guy who helped a lot of people. But at that point, I said to people, listen, you cannot just come uh, for spiritual meditation if you don't take care of the mental being. Because sometimes yes. you need need mental help to enjoy yes. your journey. Absolutely. That, that is just, I, I can't believe you said that. Of course. Yeah. And I have to say the thank you to, to the many rehabs that I went and to the 12-step program that I had to study to teach the people from a spiritual point of view. And we did a program called Spiritual Friday. And the Spiritual Friday, we had uh, a psychiatrist. Uh, it was two rabbi, two minister, and one Hindu master that worked together with us. And we were giving a program for 200 kids suffering from addiction. And it was, was just amazing. So my journey is... Is a long journey, is a traveling journey, is um, I don't think I did anything special. I was just was injected with a gift to be able to connect to the soul of people and to connect to the, their being. And just by being with a person, hopefully I will meet you one time and, yes. and we, uh, you will see you and understand me better. So for me, just going into the room, I can read the room, I can read Yes, and I know I know it sounds like a little bit with ego. It doesn't 
not it, at all because I can I, I have the same ability to be able to do that I've done that since I was a child I had that where you exactly. can you, you can just go into a route and, that, and actually I, I had premonitions of something that was going to happen and I left and then something happened um, yeah. you know and then I had I started having dreams that were coming true and then being able to sit with people and just reading wow. the what, personality what sign are you by the way if I may ask yeah I'm Virgo Virgo wow yes wow. Very, yeah. very powerful. You can see all the details then, not just... Uh, yes. <laughs> you can see all the details. Yeah, I have I have four planets in Virgo. So astrology also play a role. Yes. Because because right now we have Mercury in retrograde in Pisces, which is mean that a lot of issue in the stock market, in the health department, and Pisces make it a little bit heavy, meaning we're dealing with different things uh, we believe from a previous lifetime that yeah. we have to deal with. And hopefully... Hopefully we, we, we go to that journey in a way that we can help people in the best way we can and uh, and we can join to a group of celebration of love, celebration of truth, celebration of joy, celebration of security. And uh, as I said to many people, you know, uh, um, sometimes when, when you see evil in the world or negativity in the world, uh, remember that before it was evil, it was insecure. Once there is insecurity, that gives birth to the evil, not the other way around. You know, you are first afraid and insecure, as you know better than me in psychology. You know, there is there is layers, and there is the, the outside layer can be anger, but under anger there is fear. So there is fear under the anger, under the fear there is a depression or sadness. So we got to deal with it. And exactly. it's... Exactly. Okay, we actually uh, we've run out of time now. Um, but you know something, it was it was a really profound discussion, and uh, you know I got a lot out of it. And I've been on this journey for a long time. I loved listening to you and having a discussion with you. And I really hope that uh, we can have you on again soon. And, and, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye. The world needs more love and so do you. So set your clock to give and receive more love every Thursday at noon Eastern time with more episodes of The Prophet of Love hosted by DM Duffield on W4CY radio at W4CY.com or the W4CY radio app. Visit us at theprofitoflovradioshow.com to ask questions, request more information, or just to share some love. Thank you for listening, and remember, when your time is up, all you can take with you is the legacy of what you stood for in your life. So together, from this day forward, let's decide to stand for love.